Hello, everybody. It's Pastor Chip again. I hope you're doing well. Um, back on the porch today. It's such a pretty day up here in the mountains, but I think we're about to get some snow dumped on us here this weekend. But uh, have you been watching that TV show called The Chosen about Christ? It's really a good show. I've watched it. It's a woodpecker, in case you just heard that. But I've watched it through... Uh, one time, and I'm started over again, and there's a good um, portrayal of Nicodemus and his interaction with Christ in there, and um, kind of puts it in a more three-dimensional perspective, you know. We just read about Nicodemus in the Bible and coming to Jesus by the night, and we really don't understand a lot of the dialogue that was going on or may have been going on. But um, the show really puts it in a good perspective. But, um, you know, Nicodemus was a Pharisee, and he was way up there, way up there in the Pharisee uh, leadership role of the temple. And, um, you know, Jesus tells him, said, you've got you to follow me. You've got to give up a lot of stuff. And, and this was during a time... You know, Christ was new at this, and Israel, the Jews, they pushed back on him being the son of God and, um, you know, really thought he was blaspheming the Bible and things. And But uh, there's a lot of good, a lot of good scriptures that come out of that show and a lot of good perspective. And, and, in, and in this encounter when Nicodemus struggling with Christ. He sees some of the miracles Christ does, and Nicodemus is, he's been reading the, the scriptures, you know, and, and you got to remember up until this point in history, there was no New Testament. There was only um, the Old Testament, and, you know, they were the ones interpreting and, and determining the prophetic stuff, and the Isaiah, and Psalms, and David, and and so Nicodemus knows that Christ is the Son of Man. You know, he, he knows he's coming to the world, but he's really struggling with giving up his family, his wife, his grandkids and everything to and his position to follow Christ. And that's a problem with a lot of us today, we struggle with being able to give up our comfort zone and commit to following Christ. And you know, sadly, a lot of people choose a lot of people choose death over life. They choose possessions over eternity. And salvation, you know, and that's why Christ says it's so hard for people to follow him because we can't give it up. But, you know, you can serve the Lord. Um, not everybody's called to be a missionary or to give up everything or, you know, you can serve God in your communities and your home and different things. Um, but the fact is, knowing that he is king, 
king of the world, king of everything, you know, um, and in that, in that TV show, <clears throat> he quotes, uh, Psalm 212, and he, he said part of it, and Christ quoted back the other part of it to him. It was very profound, and, um, so I went and looked it up, and the part that he quoted was, <clears throat> kiss the sun, and it's capital sun, son of God, it says, kiss the sun, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. And then Christ quoted back to him, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. And you know, that's, that's true. It's very hard for a lot of people to do. But you know, like I said, I went back and I looked at the scripture leading up to that. And Psalm 2 is the Messiah's triumph and kingdom. And the psalmist is writing about the, the coming of Christ and the Lord. And he says in Psalm 6, Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Um, I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You know, um, verse 11, Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. You see, it was foretold many, many years, and these guys bucked the system and fought it. And yet, here we are today still fighting it. You know, we were talking in Bible, in our Bible class this morning, Bible study, how the world is so divided, you know. Um, I don't know how it can't be a coming of Christ anytime soon, but, I mean, we are diving deeper into depravity in our world, and our country. And I don't see it ever really going back. We may have an awakening, but I think the days of the holiness of this country are gone. I think we are struggling with a, a time when they may very well remove in God we trust from our money and our public buildings and whatnot. But, you know, I made the comment today, we've got Christian bakers that have lawsuits taken against them because they won't make cakes for uh, wedding cakes for the LGBTQ community. And anything that, you know, they're just doing anything to attack the Christians. The FBI has targeted the uh, Catholics as a Christian hate group. Things are really starting to spool up like we've never seen before in this country. 
But if you look at it in a different perspective, uh, when's the last time you heard of a lawsuit for anybody going to a Muslim baker and asking him to make a Jewish cake or, or a Christian cake or, you know, going to a different baker and, and ask him to make something for, you know, an occult an or whatever, any kind of thing that is contrary to the public. But you see, that's not happening. It's because it's, the Bible's very clear. You know, <clears throat> like Nicodemus, there was a lot of prophetic um, scripture that they could look to and see. It spelled out that Christ was coming. It spelled out where he was going to be born, uh, the star, you know, uh, all kinds of stuff, that he would be crucified. And yet, they refused to believe it when they saw it. And this is like a play. It's like a big play in the world right now. That was Act 1, and now we're in Act 2. And Act 2 is the New Testament. You know, Christ tells us, we're going to be persecuted. Um, he's going to turn father against son. You know, children are going to hate their parents. And we're going to be persecuted. Uh, the Satan roars around like, like a lion seeking to destroy. Um, and if they hated us, they hated him before he was in, was in the world. You know, I mean, he spells it all out. But yet we've got... People, theologians, all these people that say, oh, God is a God of love. He just wants us to love one another. And we need to take gender out of the Bible. And we need to, you know, that's not what he meant back then. And what he meant was that, no, his words are clear. His words are clear. The thing is, we're not listening. We're thinking that that doesn't fit our narrative. That's not a God of love. Well, you know, Christ is a God of love, and God is a God of love, and they are the one and the same. But he's also very clear about if somebody doesn't accept the gospel, knock the dust off your feet. Don't waste your time on them. Move on. And, you know, that's so important because there's so many lost people around that we just can't spin our wheel our wheels wasting our time on people that don't want to hear the gospel if if it's your own family you need to just knock the dust off of your feet you know there are people out there that are hurting that are lost that need Christ they just need somebody to show them the way and you know we could wake up tomorrow and be in the rapture or a war or countries falling apart or economies collapsing. I mean, you can't print but so much money, people. Uh, you, can't, you can't back it. You can't accumulate it. You know, you can't buy stuff. 
What's the difference between then and today? The difference is that we've seen Christ come and rise. We've seen the works that he's done, and yet we still don't believe. We've got the Act 2, the New Testament books, telling us what's to be expected, and we've got proof of what happened because we see the fulfillment of Act 1, right? But we still are in denial. Does he want us to be perfect? No, he doesn't want us to be perfect, but he wants us to love him. He wants us to follow him. He wants us to tell other people about him. You know, I did a sermon on the talents about a month ago, and, you know, the guy left the talents for the guys to invest, and the landowner, and then he, the rich man, then he comes back and to see what they've done with the talents. Well, people don't understand the talents mean what have we done with the message that Christ has given us? Have we kept the message in our heart? Or have we invested it in people that need to hear the gospel? Have we buried the, the talents inside our heart and never tell anybody about it? Or do we just tell the ones that we're comfortable talking to? You know, just... I just want to get a small return. I, I don't I don't feel comfortable going out and talking to people in public, so I'll just talk to my my dog. You know, my dog will listen to me. Maybe my one friend. Or do we take the word that God has given to us and the hope of salvation and grace and forgiveness and do we tell it to people wherever we meet them? That's what the the smart man did with the talents. He took and invested it and made tenfold on his investment. When you get to heaven and Christ asks you, what did you do with the talents that he gave you? Are you going to say to him, <clears throat> well, I read Psalms and, you know, I kissed the hand of the son. You know, I, I kissed his hand. But, you know, I didn't put my trust in you because I didn't go out and, and do anything else above and beyond. What do you think he's going to do to us? I, I don't know. I mean, everything that I've read and studied, I have to think that we're not just going to all die and go to heaven and be in one big party. I think there's going to be a lot of judgment and the Bible says there will be judgment. We will all face judgment. But why would you face judgment if there's not a consequence for what you've done? You see, everyone will face judgment, Christians and non-Christians. We know people that don't believe in Christ are going to go to hell, but what about the Christians that just, you didn't do anything? You said you was a Christian, but, you know, you cussed out people every time they crossed your path in traffic or you were mean and abusive to your children and your spouse or you never shared the gospel to people you drank and yourself under the table and ruined your family you're a mean boss and an overseer what kind of judgment are we gonna are we gonna get you know there's that one statement about you reap what you sow. 
if we spend 30, 40, uh, 70 years on earth being a complete butthole, are we going to spend eternity having people abuse us? Is Christ going to lock us in the corner of a closet or... I don't know, people. The one thing I talked to my buddy Kevin I keep coming back to is, you know, you just can't make people want the same thing that you want. You just can't make, you know, it's easy with a girlfriend or boyfriend. You just can't make them love you. And that's the same way it is with Christ. You just can't make people love Christ. If they want to love him, they'll love him. But if they don't, they're not going to want to. But yet these same people are going to be the ones when the time comes, they're going to go, but but Lord, you know, I was a good person. What did you do for me? You spent 20 years with that person and you never told them about Christ. You know, you spent 10 or 20 years at that office. I, I gave you that job, and you never even witnessed anybody in the office. Remember when you prayed for that job? I gave you that job, and then you just, you forgot about me after that. People, it's going to take a lot more than kissing the hand of the sun. We're going to have to put our trust in him. We're going to have to put our faith in him, and we're going to have to share the gospel with the people we meet. It's as simple as that. And if you haven't watched The Chosen, I encourage you to go watch it. It's a great show. And it really gives a lot of, a lot of perspective to things that we read in the Bible. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless everybody. Be safe. Share the Share Christ with somebody. Share the love of Christ with somebody. Talk to somebody. Be a light in the darkness because this world really needs some light right now. God bless. Be safe.